Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online Angel Communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are here with Meredith Smith. Thank you so much, Meredith, for being on. Hi. Thank you, Julie, for having me. Oh, of course. I hear that you have a wonderful angel story to share. Yes, it is wonderful, actually. So I'll just jump right into it. When I was pregnant with my now four-and-a-half-year-old, her name is Sadie, we had to, I just knew something wasn't right from day one. And then when we went in for, you know, they do that ultrasound around 15 or 16 weeks to kind of measure everything, they found a marker for Down syndrome. And, you know, they weren't too alarmed at first, but then they said, you know, we need to follow up with some blood work. So we did that and it made the odds way worse, like so much worse that they pulled us into a room and asked us, you know, what action we wanted to take. We didn't have an exact confirmation with the Down syndrome because I wouldn't continue and do the amnio, um, whereas they put that big needle in your belly and give you actual confirmation. They just felt the risk was too high, so we declined and decided we would love her either way. So after that, I was a nervous wreck. I'm, I mean, just talking about it, I'm like, it makes brings back all the feelings. But for the remainder of the pregnancy, we actually decided not to tell a soul. My husband knew, obviously. I don't even think our youngest daughter at the time knew. We just didn't want anyone's opinion coming in at that point, good or bad. We just wanted to kind of handle it our own way and and cope and 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 move on. So my grandmother on my dad's side Her name is Helen, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was her name. Actually never met her. Uh, I heard lots of great stories. I mean, wonderful, wonderful stories about this woman, that she was a true angel, so sweet. She had, oh my gosh, I don't even know, seven kids. So 
we were living in San Diego at the time. And I had this dream that she was sitting on an open front porch, like a Southern style house. And she was wearing this summer sundress with this great lace cardigan top. And it was over her sundress and it was kind of like a crop top lace. And she introduced herself to me very vividly, telling me who she was, what her name was, and that she was my dad's mom. Because we've never met. She died years and years before I was born. So she gave me some great reassurance. She said, hey, we have Sadie over here. She's great. She's fine. Don't worry about anything. All is good. So I woke up. I remember dead at night. I woke up and I woke my husband up. I had no idea at the time what visitation dreams were, but I knew what I had was real. I don't know how to explain it. I just knew. So I was pushed probably a year later to tell my dad. Now, my dad is very straight laced. <laughs> so I didn't think he would believe me or buy it or it would just be awkward. But I had some liquid courage. I had a few drinks and I was like, I'm going to do it. I just felt I was pushed to tell him this dream. So after I got it out, I instantly felt good and happy. And the look on his face was one I'd never seen before. He just dropped his shoulders, dropped his head and said, that's really neat. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot for my dad to say that. So a while later, after telling my dad, I told my sister. Now, my sister's my half sister, um, and she's also seven years older than me. So she knew a lot more about our grandmother. She even knew her name. She had pictures. She had, I mean, she probably even knew her at one point, but I told her the story and my sister just instantly loses it and starts crying. And she said, come, come, come. You have to come see this. So we run to one of the bedrooms. She opens the closet door and she pulls out the crop top cardigan I was talking about. So I have a picture of it that I sent Jolie, but I I mean, I'm still speechless. It was the exact lace crop top cardigan. So definitely confirmation that that was my grandmother and we were both sobbing. But it's kind of like the dream that keeps giving because, sorry, I don't mean to be emotional, but the last part is not the dream, but what it, what it did. So flash forward two years. So we're two years after the dream. We have our beautiful Sadie. Uh, we've been through lots of ups and downs. And Sadie is or is and was diagnosed with um, severe autism, and she's nonverbal. So we knew, I mean, I knew instantly something was off. But six months is really when we knew. And then in California, you can't get official diagnosis until three. So we kind of held on to it. And then we came out of the closet after we had the true diagnosis. But it was hard for everyone to come to terms with, um, still us, obviously. But I think especially for my dad. So one day, totally out of the blue, I'm talking to my dad on the call. And he said, hey, remember that dream that you had about my mom and about Sadie when you were pregnant? And I said, yes, I remember. And he said, well, but my mom said she was fine. Everything was fine. But she has autism. And it took my breath away. I, I didn't know what to say. But the first thing that came to my mind was, she is fine. 
she is happy. She is healthy. And it was like that dream two years later gave me such amazing strength and reassurance again. So no, she is that strength. When I thought Sandy had Down syndrome, but man, two years later, she comes back and it's like a double punch, you know, like such amazing reassurance. And I feel like she pushed my dad to ask me that question because I needed to hear it from my own self that, yes, Sadie is fine. She's healthy. She's amazing. She's going to be great. So it was like the dream that just kept giving me peace. And I really wanted to share that with people. I think that's one of my favorite angel stories I've ever heard. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And I love how you found so much, you know, peace in that true message that she was trying to bring to you because she is fine. You know, I, I don't think people really understand totally the wor- world of special needs and and I only understand it to the extent that I've experienced it with my daughter being in the hospital so much when she was younger and then starting uh, a foundation uh, years back for kids with her syndrome. But I had this experience while I was running that foundation where gentlemen from another country, a communist country, reached out to me and he said, you know, he told me the story about his daughter who was diagnosed with the same syndrome. And in this country that they live, the way that he kind of made me understand it is that for every surgery that she needs to have, and our kiddos that have the syndrome need to have a lot of surgeries, It's as if you would have to send the paperwork into Washington, D.C. to ask permission to get the surgery and wait for their response before the doctors could go forward with that surgery. And what it ended up coming down to was he showed me his sweet baby passed away and she ended up earning her angel wings. But what he showed me was that there are countries that have different systems set up where it's much harder for children with special needs and different conditions to get the help that they need because they don't want to take care of that problem. They just kind of want it to go away. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes absolute sense. I count the blessings that Sadie was given to us in the city we live in, in the country we live in, uh, constantly. We talk about that, that we're just so excited that we were given her responsibility versus someone else that couldn't or wouldn't step up to the plate. And that goes with our location as well. That makes absolute sense. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is as you were speaking that story, what I kept seeing is the the statement, she's okay, also does mean she is okay because she's here. Yes. Yeah. I'm so touched by your story and the fact that you saw your grandmother with the cardigan on and then your sister had the cardigan upstairs. Mind blown. Yes. And I mean, she's never which I kind of was like, Rachel, what else are you holding out on me? (laughs) Because I never, 
I never knew about this cardigan. And it was in a room that her husband's a musician that is more of like a storage unit. So I, I never even, this wasn't in the living space that I ever had any encounter in. Plus, I wouldn't be snooping through my sister's room anyway. But it was absolutely amazing. And I love that, you know, it brought her peace too to know that. I mean, she she even reached out to her mother and said, oh, you know, Grandma Helen visited Meredith in a dream. And it was so real to her because of that cardigan, you know, that validated it. 100%. Ah, uh, I love that. Yeah. You know, do you have another child too, Meredith? I do, Candace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was she was she born before or after? She was born before Sadie. Uh-huh. Yes, their souls are tied together. Really? But, yeah, they're bonded. You know, I think there are some clients that I work with who's who are parents of kids with special needs, and it's easy to be able to say like from an outside point of view, somebody outside the family. Well, of course, that sibling is supposed to help with um, Sadie. But as parents, we really don't look at it that way. And we really want our kids to have their own lives. And I don't say that this is the scenario in every different situation. But what your angel team is showing me and what your spirit team is showing me is that your two children, their souls are bonded where they're here to help one another. Oh, interesting. My um, oldest went through a very big renaissance or change around the time Sadie was born. It was almost like, um, now that you're saying it, I'm almost seeing a relief. She, yes, she became her true self when Sadie was born. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And so what they want you to know too, is that that guilt that you can hold of, but it's not supposed to be her responsibility to take care of Sadie. Don't have that within your heart, okay? They're here to be together. They're here to learn from one another. So don't try and like step in and say, no, you don't have to do that. Allow it. Oh, that's true. Because I tell people all the time, no, I won't ask Candace to babysit. No, I won't ask her to do anything because I don't want her to have that burden. That's that's very accurate, Julie. <laughs> yeah, they're coming in very clear with that message that it's okay for her to be a participant. And because in a way it makes her feel like, not that she doesn't, but it just makes her feel more inclusive, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that they're really coming in for you is they want you to be proud of yourself and you, they want you to give yourself a break because you're doing so much more than the normal human being. And you should really be proud of who you are and what you've accomplished. And they want you to know that your soul is right on track. You are right where you are supposed to be. Awesome. I Just the last couple of years, I have truly felt that. But the proud thing's hard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... They're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I've just been, you know, for even anyone listening, when you're not told that as a child, just stop and take inventory of what you're doing in life and take a moment. And I I definitely will take a few moments to to be a little bit proud. (laughs) Good. Good. Oh, um, well, thank you so much, Meredith, for being on the show. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, of course. I hope you have a blessed day. 
Yes, I definitely will. Thank you so much. You too. Bye. Bye. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. Friends, next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss.
Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure, white, radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. 
What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, 
please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter, and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.